Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, the show where we take cocktails and unsolved mysteries and put them together in a cocktail shaker, shake it up, and then that's it. You listen to it. God, these are getting so labored, aren't they? <laughs> that's the worst. That's the worst, the worst one. one. That's the worst one. I think I. that's definitely the worst one. As I was saying, I'm like, this is the worst one. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this so much. It's tying, trying to tie in the cocktail theme along mm. with the mystery theme. <laughs> As if I'm being pressured by a producer, even though we don't have one I'm anymore. Like, oh yeah, yeah. No producer. Sad you're like, oh, I've got it. We've got to hit the branding. We've got to hit the branding yeah, yeah. soon, um, otherwise we'll lose our sponsorship. We are sponsored by this week the Royal Vauxhall Tavern. Yes, mm. thank a you. A beautiful LGBTQIA plus venue in South London, the Jewel in the Crown. Very <laughs> kindly, they have allowed us to record at their venue, and that's why we're all in the same room, uh, and. That's why we're recording around one mic. Yes. I've got my eye fixed on the waveform, <laughs> and I think it's fine. It's, it's nice. Fine. It's nice to not have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. uh, it's funny that because like my Suze can deal with it. <laughs> if you're, you're and watching, I'm in home alone face. Like it's all gone wrong. Because we'll I'll have you on the Stop recording on the halfway through. You won't say anything. <laughs> I, just, I, did, <laughs> I didn't want to break up the flow. But didn't the, the recording stopping break up the flow? Um, Oh yeah! It's just you two, you two are on a roll. I just sort of like I don't. And, all the, and it's like you two are on a roll. Cut to what actually happened. It's you two going like bumps and willies. It's incredible. It's the bit where, because it's Munster, it's Herman Munster. That's where's the, the judge? judge. Yeah. Mm. Holy and shit. And then when Joe Fishy comes in in like that orange Oh, the little, like, um... He goes, like a, are you mocking me? <laughs> are you mocking me? You told me to wear some sort of cloth. <laughs> <laughs> now, my suit mm. fell in the butt. Mm. Mm. So I could wear, I could wear the thing that you didn't want me to wear. <laughs> This is why I'm in this ridiculous outfit. <laughs> I, love, I love Joe Pesci's range without really straying too far from Joe Pesci. From yeah. Joe Pesci, absolutely, right? Because right. it's the lowest yeah. uh, status I've seen him in a character, but there's mm. still enough Joe Pesci in there. And also, yeah. like, he's super funny. Like, yeah. super funny. He's so funny. Like, he's, can... the, he's, the, he's the comic relief in Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Which is meant to be funny anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what he was doing before he got Raging Bull? He hadn't worked in four years. Whoa. He was a waiter and he'd been in a TV movie in the mid 70s playing mm. quite a small role. And he was in a comedy sketch double act with Frank Vincent. 
Who, what? Yeah. Go get your fucking shine box. That <laughs> yes, for real. So they used to go around together in the, like this rubbish double act. That they got, they didn't get any work. He was a waiter. Um, and then De Niro, they were like, especially the straight back. <laughs> <laughs> Frank was like Vic Reeves. Yeah, you know what I can imagine them doing? That. I just pictured uh, Frank Vincent. Joe Pesci doing the uh, the breakfast sketch for more complaints. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> or then wondering who's on first. <laughs> Joe, Joe Pesci's like, uh, you'll never sell any ice cream going that fast. But <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone in the states is like, we don't get it. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's the craziest story though. So that Pesci was like, he'd record. So he worked as a stand-up comic. He um, and was currently waiting on tables. He'd done a small part in a TV movie. Yeah. Which in those days it wasn't like cause TV news now. They'll show up on Sky yeah. or on Netflix and they'll be viewed they're, over and over again. Big, no yeah. one wants. Yeah, then that's it. Yeah, yeah. And De Niro in '78, they were like looking late '78, early '79. They needed someone to play uh, Lamotta's brother, Jack Lamotta's brother, yeah. uh, in Raging Bull. And De Niro saw that TV movie repeated what on TV, sense, and he yeah. was like, "What about that guy?" And they got him in. It's the comedy police on Oh, shit! Your podcast isn't funny enough! <laughs> Have you tried doing a funny podcast? Yeah, <laughs> at least wait 10 minutes before you reference Scorsese performance. Make up, Why don't you guys take Twitter questions? <laughs> yeah. My favourite colour is blue. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're like, we look outside, we're like, bloody police, and they're waving to us and pointing at their maroon uniforms. Yeah, they're, they've all got the Mr. on the Rocks t shirts <laughs> <laughs> If you would like a Mr. on the Rocks t-shirt, patreon.com slash mystery on the rocks. Sign yes. up for a t-shirt after three months. You need yeah. to give me your addresses so I can order yours. If oh, you want yeah. One. oh yeah, I would like one. You should, at this oh, point, right. we should say our addresses and then you just bleep them out. Oh, <laughs> so my oh. address is... Okay, it's 26. <laughs> Carlitos Way. <laughs> I live down Carlitos Way, it's weird. But like, what are the odds? Carlitos Way crawling. <laughs> I like, you can't, you can't get acting work. No. You're waiting tables at a restaurant. Someone sees you at this TV point, movie. He was at this point, sort of our age, mid-30s. Like. Wow. Because he, he was a lounge singer at one point he as well. He recorded a couple of albums. Yes. Um, what, and this is where people go, oh, he was involved with the mob. It was like a mob guy funded one of the albums. Yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah, because he, he can sing. And he had an album called, I think it was called That Little Joe Sure Can Sing. Yes, that's the album. <laughs> and he had a song on there, uh, Can I Have a, I think it's like a bike for Christmas or something yeah. like that. And he's stuttering on the, oh no, can someone fix my stutter or something like that? <laughs> it's it's Masood's jam. It's, it like, is it's fucking amazing. And then he looked off in the middle distance and was like, a, <laughs> just singing, just humming Joe Pesci too. <laughs> Masood, can we huh? just... Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> now, Masood has brought us a drink this week because we don't have to make our own cocktails. We've got oh, Masood yes. to do it. So I made a rosé sangria. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this has in it um, fresh squeezed orange juice, um, a whole orange sliced, a whole lemon sliced, mm. sugar, orange liqueur, and rosé. Oh. Uh, and it is quite delightful. It is um, storming. 
It's amazing. It yeah. smells like a Kia Aura. Oh, yes, you were saying this. Yes. And it, it looks and like Oasis. Yeah. Remember Oasis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the orange drink. Yeah, yeah, I know. And the yeah. taste, the taste is like, I feel I feel like I'm at a, a garden party. Yeah. Ah, I was hoping, that's what I was hoping to catch. It's kind of sunny out a little bit. It like, is. We've oh, got some warm. summer happening outside. And I was like, oh, I want to kind of capture that, mm. that kind of, uh, I was going to chop up and put the, the little bits in there, but I was like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> no, this is doesn't nice. It's perfect it. as it is. Uh, and it's served in a beautiful glass bottle. And at the venue, uh, I found paper cups, so we're drinking paper cups. It's, but that's, I didn't, wouldn't want it any other way, though. Yeah. I yeah. wanted it to be served absolutely in It was, gives it Wimbledon energy. Yes. I imagine that if you go Wimbledon <laughs> to watch the tennis, and they're like, Rose Sangria, and they give yeah. it to you a paper cup. Yeah, and you're like, This is right. the sort of thing I've definitely paid seven quid for in uh, an outdoor venue. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You know when you're not quite warm enough? Yes. Like, like, what are you going to do? Not stand up. But I, I paid seven pounds for it, and it's been warmer than this one. If it were, Kia Aura, the, uh, the the strength of it is my, to my liking. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. when a, you know you know when a, a grown up would make your squash for you. Yes, and yeah. it would always be way too weak. Yeah, yeah. I want some, some flavour. Yeah, yeah. I I am guilty of that with Lou, so I'll dilute her orange juice because it's like either I give her a box orange juice which is like pure sugar, yeah, or like from a carton, and I'm like, and I'll dilute it and I'll go. Because that's like that's <laughs> practically water with a hint of orange juice, and I know I'm gonna be like, you know, I remember that when I was a kid, I'd like make my own ribena, or someone would make it for me. I'm like, is this what is this ribena or donkey piss? Come on, like, <laughs> let's come on, let's have some flavor. Soon at some kids' party, yeah, like, soon, ribena, yeah. Donkey yeah, like shaking the glass at him. Like, what <laughs> is this? Like, <laughs> mixology, masudi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, this is not how you make ribena. Hang on a second, yeah. What do you guys? What are you? What are you trying to do to me? Not like five minutes later, I'm stood behind the makeshift sure. bar and I'm just shaking <laughs> up a bunch of right beers. Okay, who ordered the Manhattan? <laughs> this That's... is a cute dance. <laughs> oh. uh, so, Chris, what mystery have you got? What have you got for us today, Chris? Well, uh, I did sort of have one vaguely planned, but then former guest of the show, John Robertson, just messaged me out of the blue oh, and said, I've got a suggestion. And it was stop doing mystery on the rocks. <laughs> and then Chris gets up and leaves. And we're like, oh, oh, yeah, and we're, we're like, oh, yeah, well, terrible. I guess, I guess that's that. It's a button that I press that makes it mute, uh, and it will be very funny on the podcast. Uh, uh, hey, look, look, I'll show you. I'll do it again. Oh, he just Chris just door slam sound effect. And that was the end of Mystery on the Rock. Is that flashing? Oh, so no, in the edit, right. it'll... Uh, oh, okay, right. I, um, oh, that'll be very funny, what I just did. Um, uh, he said... <laughs> I know that exact noise. That exact noise is me making a joke amongst, like, people and just being like, ha and people go, oh, yeah, and I go, fucking kill me now. <laughs> I'm just screaming in my pint glass. <laughs> oh, no, it's a paper cup. Come back John, to the podcast, Chris. John, uh, uh, John sent the suggestion, and I thought, hey, wouldn't it be great mm. if the first time hearing about the mystery is on the podcast as well? Ooh, so we yeah. all we all look oh, into it. That's a cool idea. That's like a great that. idea. Yeah. Who's the, look at this guy's fifth new format for the show? <laughs> I am enjoying how much the show's format changes. Yes, all the time. it's either a way that we keep the podcast fresh, or it goes to show we don't care about the format. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think most shows. Don't care we, about that. Well, we got we we have gradually become very. We've had our fun, and that's all that matters. <laughs> yes, which is, I mean, that's more enjoyable. <laughs>
So John sent this. Uh, this yeah, thing. and it's. Uh, uh, he said he told me that he's only ever heard it spoken about on boxing podcasts. Yes, <laughs> yes that's right. So, so, so uh, yeah, so uh, uh, the the death of Sonny Liston. Oh, oh I know the name. Yeah, Sonny yeah, Liston. Yeah, Charles L. Sonny Liston. Sounds like he's got the name of someone that me and Masood would find hot. Yeah, I have a funny feeling we're gonna Google him. <laughs> we're gonna Google him, Chris. Uh, Dude, hold, hold back yeah. your Sonny Liston. Here we go. Okay. Uh... <laughs> ah, now I found one where I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the one I found as well. Now we're actually, like, now we're in the same room so me and Masood could show pictures. But my one's in colour. <laughs> ah, living colour. I like his orange shorts. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, he leaves nothing to the imagination there. My, my, my. Ooh, okay. Hey, Sonny, wear your orange shorts. Yeah, hey, hey, go get your fucking orange shorts. Go get your orange shorts. Oh. Oh, here's a, here's a cheeky one as well. Look at this one. Oh, look at that. Hello. Yeah. He's like, oh, hey. Oh, well, you caught me boxing. <laughs> he, t- he took that photograph for you two. That's he's absolutely. Like, hey, Susan, Masood. We're like, oh, my God. It's the beads of sweat as well, my oh my. I, I imagine you've been dead a while. <laughs> he must have been dead a while. I feel like his name's popped up out of the mouth of Joe Pesci in a film. Uh, Sonny Liston was, uh, he was uh, an American professional boxer. Mm-hmm. Is he in the famous photo with um, Muhammad Ali where he's standing with his arm to the side like that? It's one of the famous boxers. Okay. I think this is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he did fight Mohammed. That's it. It's oh. that that very famous. Oh, oh photo. that's it. I think that's Sonny Liston. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is um, Sonny Liston. But yes, well, it's a very that's a super famous. He, um, it's weird actually because uh, okay, so he was found dead, and okay. we'll, we'll get into the circumstances. Like, there's a mystery either way because no one knows exactly when he died. Because he was found dead after a long time. Oh. Okay. And equally, nobody knows exactly when he was born either. <gasps> so he's actually like, yeah. So if you if you like, I've got his Wikipedia article up here. Yeah. Charles L. Sonny Liston brackets circa 1930 to circa December 1970. Oh, so it's just yeah, it's somewhere in that period. I see. He lived, he yeah, he definitely lived he died, between yeah. those years. So they, they, they he's like one of those guys that are like he's about 40. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But he could it could be even older than that. Um, even older than 40? That's not possible, Chris. Even older than 40. No way. Well, it's time to give up comedy then. <laughs> there, there is no official record of his birth. Right. His uh, family home state of Arkansas, they didn't make birth certificates mandatory until 1965 anyway, so that might be why. Uh, wow, um, what a very disorganised state. Can you yeah. imagine? Yeah, that's insane. Um, his family can be found in the 1930 census, but not him. Oh. But in so he's ni- maybe not born yet. But in the 1940 census, he's listed as 10 years old. Oh, wow. Okay. I guess they didn't, they didn't have much of a punishable thing of this um, back then. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, he was always a bit vague on exactly when he was born as well. That must be so weird though. I imagine like anytime someone asks somebody listening to his age, he just sort of shits uncomfortably in his seat and then asks <laughs> them for the next question. Like, yeah. So how old are you, Sonny? Uh, next question. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> how old are any of us? I'm, a, I'm as old as me comes and a little bit older than me teeth. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm twice half my age. <laughs> Uh, so are you using old-timey vaudeville jokes <laughs> to get out of asking, answering your age? Ask me no secrets, I'll tell you no lies. <laughs> hey, now just as good as a wink to a blind man. Oh, okay, <laughs> this interview's over. <laughs> Send the actress to the bishop, stop it. <laughs> no, and then, the, and then the, the detectives are like, <laughs> they're loving it. Yeah. We don't care. Yeah. Oh, it's great. <laughs> He's a laugh. Hey, 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 it's fine, mate. We don't need to know. 
We don't need to know your exact birthday because everybody will know exactly when you died. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Okay, so he's sort of in this um, vague. Well, you know, he, he lived, listed his date. He believed his date of birth to be May the eighth, nineteen thirty-two. Okay. But then he'd be listed oh. as eight years old in the census. Yeah. This sounds like yeah, he's just shaving mm. years off his age. But he used it for official purposes. But he, by the time he won the world title, yeah. Like, apparently, and it would have only been a few years anyway. So I don't know why this kind of gave credence to rumours, but an aged appearance gave credence to the rumours that he was actually several years older. Oh, okay. But there are some, like Google, for example, lists uh, his... Oh, no, yeah, so he was born anywhere between 1919 and 1932. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. No, that's, that's, that's way too wise. Yeah, he's 70 years old in 1970. He was born in 1900. <laughs> Queen Victoria died and her soul went into... Sonny Liston's body. <laughs> Did Queen Victoria die in 1900? Uh, 1901. 1901. So it can't happen. And she really wanted to, yeah, she was like, no, I could live out my life. Fantasy boxer. Be a black boxer from Arkansas. <laughs> I always wanted They would never let a sitting monarch become a black boxer from Arkansas. No matter how many times she blacked up, they just <laughs> wouldn't let her. She was really. Oh, they'd have let her about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blacking up was fine. Boxing? The boxing. Are you insane? Strangely, Are you that insane, was the <laughs> Now I'm just picturing Queen Victoria blacking up for the shits and giggles around and like jumping out of corners in the game. It's like part of her and Albert's sex game. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently, uh, so I've heard Queen Victoria liked to fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, big oh, yeah, time. That's, that's history. That's history. She loved it. Okay, so this guy, we don't know exactly um, how old. Yeah, so apparently he looked a little bit older than he was saying he was when he won the world title. They're reckoning it's about 1930 because of him being 10 years old in the 1940 census. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's if that's all they have to go off, that feels like that's, you know, a, a pretty good stab. And also, like, if you're wrong by 10 or so years, that's a pretty good guess, considering no one knows his actual age. So. Yeah. Do you want to know what his mum's surname was? Ooh, yes, please. Baskin. Baskin? Fucking <gasps> <gasps> Carol Baskin. Baskin. <laughs> He was born, let's say, 1930, uh, into a family that farmed near Johnson Township in St. Francis County. Mm-hmm. His father, Tobe, was in his mid-40s when he and his wife, who was almost 30 years younger, Jesus, hey. was, a, was a teenager, moved to Arkansas yeah. from Mississippi in 1916. She had one child before she married Tobe. Okay. And Tobe had 13 children with his first wife. Fucking hell, 13 children. Tobe and Helen then had 12 children together, so he had 25 kids. Wow! That's, I mean... And Sonny was one of the... He was the youngest but one, like the second. Wow. Of the... So he was in the second yeah. batch. wave. <laughs> the batch. Yeah, the But batch. don't you think this might be why they... It's probably why they... There's no record of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And if they came, you know, they were working on a plantation and stuff, there's um, no reason to... You know. Was it like the beginning of Home Alone, where they were like, they were like lining them up to go do the census, and they're like, one, two, and then the neighbour <laughs> oh. boy was looking through the bag, like, yeah, three. That kid then, does not react to his head being counted. No, he doesn't. So basically, little ten-year-old Sonny Liston was upstairs, and he's like, I made my family disappear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, ah. yeah. I've got a theory that when he. Um, goes on the sledge down the stairs yeah. he actually does what would have happened which was he hits the wall breaks his neck dies the rest of the film, film is the afterlife yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like the split second between um, living and life dying. and death yeah, yeah. and two yeah, is also yeah number two is yeah. as well 
Yeah. There's the mum killing herself because she's can't get over the guilt, <laughs> and that's her. This sounds second. like this is all, this is almost as dark as our um, our sheep farmer who died as a boy. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy and he's shit. eating the same meal every yeah. day. Oh, oh no! God. Now they really are coming to molest us. <laughs> We're sorry. So yeah. he's so. We don't know how old he is. He was the second youngest of of twenty five kids. Twenty five children. Do they all live together? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not sure. I think some of them would have left. Yeah. Just like some of them. Bearing in mind, some like of them were his dad. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, no, his dad was in his mid forties when. Right. They, but he's in mid forties when he moved to Arkansas in nineteen sixteen. So actually, oh, older. So he he yeah. was still fathering um, kids into his fifties. No, the he was beating. He, he was beating Sonny Liston a oh. lot. Oh. Yeah. Um. In fact. He would whip him so severely that scars were visible decades later. Wow. Um, uh, the only thing my old man ever gave me was a beating, is a direct quote from Lister. Mm. Mm. Anyway, in 1946, which it then says here when Liston was aged around 13, it's like, He's this 15. is my point, I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Helen Baskin moved to St. Louis. Did she own any tigers at this point, Helen? <laughs> Liston stayed behind, apparently, in Arkansas with his father. And the following year, he wanted to reunite with his mother and siblings. So, this is a great sentence. Thrashed the pecans from his brother-in-law's tree and sold them in Forest City. So he, he, he sold pecan nuts and yeah. then with the proceeds travelled to St. Louis to live with his mother. Wow, wow. he's quite um, genius. Yeah, very resourceful. Quite, a, yeah. quite an entrepreneur. That's selling it. some uh, some pecans. Thrashing pecans. It's so wholesome as well. Yeah. I'm going to steal your pecans yeah. and sell them and make my way to St. Yeah. Louis. Because <laughs> in, the, in the movie, the brother-in-law comes out and his tree is bereft of pecans. Yeah, and he's like, <gasps> like Sonny! And he just has to Sonny on and the train, yeah, on the bus. You hear the echo. Does you hear the echo. Like, but Sonny's running. Ah. The, train, the train's already moving and he hops yes. on. Yeah. He throws the pecan nuts on and then he and then his brother-in-law's chasing the train. Yeah, he's like, yeah. and he's like, yeah, he's like, give me back my goddamn pecans. Yeah. yeah, there's some, there's some fun kind of like quite fast-paced banjo-esque music. Like, yeah. They didn't start chasing us until you started playing that getaway music. <laughs> um, uh, so he went to St. Louis to live with his mother. He tried going to school, but. Uh, he couldn't read or write, oh. and he was bullied for that, so he left. Oh. Well, surely that's what school's for. To learn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no offence. Uh, so, <laughs> what do you think he did? Dropped out of school, couldn't find mm. a job. I reckon he went He went to, well, I think he probably started boxing now. Yeah. I think he went to like, he, he tried uh, to um, fight my way out. <laughs> he went, he turned to crime, and yeah. he yeah. led a gang of thugs, and he committed muggings and armed robberies. Oh. And this is the, the 30s, um, you say? This is, this is the 40s, yeah. yeah but yeah. this is amazing, right? He got given a criminal nickname. So no one knew who he was, but he got given a criminal nickname wow. because the police, he had an identifying thing he always wore. He was basically, the police knew him as the yellow shirt bandit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was going to guess like the sticky bandit. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, he just, he's, he, well, he's, he either has loads or just one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he's like, there it is. <laughs> 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 yeah. He's like, I gotta wash this yellow shirt. <laughs> yeah, yellow shirt bandit with a stinky shirt bandit. <laughs> um, Shut up, I'm a leader. <laughs> uh, so, when he was caught, in Jan- yeah. he was caught in January 1950, he gave his age as 20, but the newspaper reported that he was 22. 
Okay. Oh my god, this poor guy, his age is all um, over the place. Oh, yeah. He was convicted, he was sentenced to five years in Missouri State Penitentiary, uh, and he started his prison time on June the 1st, 1950. He never complained about prison because he said he was guaranteed three meals every day. Oh, so sad. That's like, I mean, it's less sad when it's Charlie Manson, but Char Charles Manson was like, I was always at my happiest in prison. Yeah, you're like, oh where wow. Where I knew what was coming next, um, you know. It's like, out. it just shows you just like, wow, your life is fucking Yeah, terrible, your life it? really yeah. sucked. And then there was a, a Reverend Stevens, who was the athletic director at the penitentiary, suggested that he try boxing. <laughs> athletic director is, is very much, it's quite a high status name for a fucking low status guy. <laughs> it's like, I'm the athletic director, where? At the prison. I'm in charge of making sure the guys do the walking. It's been yeah. definitely beefed up for a CV. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the sort of job, like, you see it on in a newspaper, like, oh, a director? At, uh, yeah, you're <laughs> going to oversee them walking in the yard. Can I call myself an athletic director? You can Fine. call yourself whatever the fuck you, you want. Just show up on time yeah. and make sure no one kills each other. Yeah, okay, <laughs> oh, too late. <laughs> no. um, First of all, an apology. He shows up wearing a little hat and like, okay, guys, <laughs> let's <laughs> do this. <laughs> Just this little vicar. <laughs> Beat the shit out of him. <laughs> he's got a little cigarette, thumb and forefinger, he's like, yeah, go on, kick it. God decides who wins. <laughs> I love this priest character. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying and beautiful. So, he uh, he suggested to Liston... To start boxing. Why don't you try boxing? Uh, and because of this, and he was so... He got basically got a scholarship out of prison. Holy shit. Because he was so good at boxing, like... He was vouched for by the Reverend Stevens. Amazing. Uh, that he got an early parole. Wow. And wow. Stevens, even afterwards, started organising sparring sessions with a professional heavyweight. Holy shit. Called, with Sonny, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, called Thurman Wilson to showcase how good Liston wow. was. After two rounds, yeah. Wilson, professional heavyweight, said, Get me out of this ring, he's going to kill me. Holy fuck! Wow. What so Sonny Liston was like a powerful boxer who was like fists that weren't quick. Yeah, like he, Get me he's out a, of here! He's, he's gonna kill me! <laughs> you might say he was a raging bull. Ray! Hey. The Bronx Bull! So he was released from prison on Halloween 1952. Spooky. And he had a brief. <laughs> you really enjoyed that. that too much. <laughs> you really enjoyed that. He was released on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> He had to wear a ghost costume. He came out with. <laughs> <laughs> I made him wear a big shirt. And other, <laughs> other black comics were like, oh, go, 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 ghost! <laughs> he's like, he's like, they're like, hey, Mr. Liston, we, you don't mind if we dress you up as a ghost, do you? No, that's not scary. It's just if I see one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he took the Chicago Golden Gloves Tournament of Champions. That sounds like a good one. In, uh, in, in 1953. Uh, with a victory over the heavyweight champion Ed Sanders. Okay. Uh, he then Sanders. <laughs> so he was basically his boxing career went really well. Yeah. So it went from like amateur to pro. Yeah, and he was taking a lot of yeah. titles. I bet uh, it's good for promoters as well that are like this guy's served time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a this, good story. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a great story. That's prison. That's half a and boxing, also, isn't and it? And also, yeah. prison prison system works. Yeah, exactly, right? So, so yeah. like, it's good for the state as well. It's so funny, um, though, because, like, he's being arrested for quite petty crimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, armed robbery, not so much, but it's not like, he killed a whole family! Well, armed robbery, yeah, yeah, yeah. armed robbery, they don't tend to want to kill anybody. It's just mm. a threat of it. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, yeah. Liston was knocked down in the first round of one of these bouts, uh, but he came back to control the next two rounds, and then he had the previous winner of the title, out, um, like, took him, went the distance. Yeah. Wow. And, then, and then went... 
I just imagine him in the ring and cuts to Sonny Liston's POV and just like the face just changes into his dad's face and he's like, whoa. <laughs> and he's like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy's like, whoa. Yeah. It's like um, little voice. She can only sing when she sees her dad in the audience. That's he right. can only beat the shit out of someone if he sees his dad, dad in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. His dad just like, very good. <laughs> and it's like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Anyway, uh, he competed in lots of these, did really well. Then, so these are state competitions. Yeah, and then, and then he did so well that he signed a uh, professional contract in September 1953. Mm. Um, so it's not long out. No, exactly. By saying yeah. whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Um, slightly uh, terrifying. But this yeah. is like as we talked about. Don King wasn't around. The only backers that were willing to put up necessary money for him to turn professional were close to underworld figures. Ah, yes, yeah. yeah. Don't yes. kill him, but just, you know, take it back a step. Like, think yeah, you're going to yeah, kill him, and then, like, uh, 10% back from that. He, he basically started boxing after Jake LaMotta had quit. Just like, oh, right, Because yeah. he was, like, his heyday was just after the war into mm. the early 50s. Yes. Right. So they, they almost, they could have fought each other. There was, yeah, there's, like, an overlap there, almost. I'm never this is the plot of Rage, This is basically the plot of Rage and Bull It too. is. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he supplemented his... Uh, boxing income by working for racketeers as an intimidator enforcer. Oh, oh absolutely. And he was a heavyweight. Yeah. So, yeah he was 6'1". So, ah, gotcha. Anyway. So yeah, he would have been like an intimidator. The connections... He would have like, been like the drawing of Dredderick Tatum from The Simpsons. That's what he looked like in real life. It's fucking insane. See, keep it down. <laughs> the fucking prison riot stops. I used the pecan nuts and I made a real nice pie. <laughs> I had to first you gotta get the pecan, you gotta heat them up just a little bit in the oven. Put your oven uh, into one family. They melt in your mouth. <laughs> it's pecan and uh, pumpkin pie. <laughs> uh, he made his professional debut on September the 2nd. So he signed the contract in September. Made his professional debut on September the 2nd. Shit. Uh, he knocked out Don Smith in the first round. Fucking hell. Um, wow. He was very sort of like, he was like a tank. Yeah. And he had a really like long reach. Yeah. Of 84 inches, which is that's, two meters. That's Whoa! <laughs> that's so insane. he wasn't just 6'1, he was like super limmy. Yeah. yeah. That's you, I mean. His fists measured 15 inches. <gasps> he's he's almost. Look at me looking at my own fists. Yeah, like, like, mine are probably like only 13 inches. <laughs> <laughs> 15, that's crazy. That's it, yeah, that's like that. <laughs> That's crazy. He's yeah. He's essentially built to be a boxer. This man. That's he's five, hands are probably three times the size of my hand. Um, that is nuts. In uh, in his sixth professional fight, he faced uh, ranked heavyweight uh, Johnny Summerlin on national TV, and he won in an eighth round decision. Yeah. In his next fight, he had a rematch with Summerlin, and again won in the eighth. Summerlin's like. Third time lucky! Yeah. Uh, Best on three. <laughs> it was on September the 7th, 1954. So This is like the, his first week as a professional. Oh, no, no, this is so on September the 7th, 1954, a year after. So a year uh, in. Uh, he yeah. suffered his first defeat uh, in his eighth professional fight, losing to Marty Marshall. A journeyman with an awkward style, it says here. Um, a journeyman. Uh, but get this, the way, that he got, the way that Marshall beat Liston, he got him while he was laughing. So he was laughing what? while he was having a fight. Uh, what? So literally he was... So yeah, but he was... Because Liston was having this fight yeah. and laughing while he was doing it, he got in mid-laugh and broke his jaw. Oh, Because oh, it was open. He ain't yeah. laughing no more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but get this, he finished the fight with a broken jaw. Oh, yes. I See, sorry. I totally picture that. I'm, Sonny Liston feels like the 
Funny, what draw you to boxing? The glamour. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, a couple of months later, he defeated Marshall in a rematch, dropping him four times en route to a six. Yeah, I round. bet. I bet he was like, I'm not going to laugh in this match. Laughing while he was boxing. But the police used to stop him on sight because of his criminal past. Yeah, right. And he began Ugh. to avoid main streets. In 1956, a policeman confronted him. About a That's cab. a brave fucking policeman. About, yeah, yeah. About a cab that was parked near his um, home. So Liston assaulted the officer, breaking his knee and gashing his face. That's not assault. That's practically murder. Yeah. And, yeah. and he took the police officer's gun. Wow. He doesn't give a shit, does he? He no. claimed that the police officer had called him... Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, no, yeah. I won't believe that. No, absolutely. In, <laughs> the, in the 50s, Chris. What? American police in the 50s. No, I don't... I you don't, can no. say a lot of things about the cops. You can say they need more funding. You can say that maybe they've done one or two things. All cops are brilliant. All cops, yeah. A-cab. Yeah. A-C-B. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they like, of course, they called him N words. Yeah, absolutely. I'm surprised they were probably shouting at him as they drove past him yeah, every day exactly, when he was walking down yeah, the street. Yeah, this was probably the final straw. Yeah. Fucking hell. So, I mean, like, I'm with Sonny on this. Yeah, one. like it's a. I'm I'm with Sonny. Like, I'm surprised he didn't just fucking well, yeah. break his neck right also, there. Also, like, he wouldn't have to. Do, he could have just pushed the car. Oh, and he, he would have like, absolutely hit his face, breaks his knee, yeah. and then he's like, "I've got your fucking gun now." Walks off. Yeah, he, he probably he probably like pushed him. He's like, "Oh, I pushed him too hard. I went to catch him, grab his yeah. gun, came out of his holster, the guy." Oh, yeah. no. He's like, "Oh shit!" Hey. <laughs> have a pecan. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a little pouch of them. Like, <laughs> he, just, he puts a nose bag around the office. He always wears one around his neck as a symbol of where he came from. There's my pecan set. He, um, this did not do much for his wonders for his uh, public uh, image and his uh, public image. Uh, yeah, so. Um, but there'd be some people who loved it. The, wi- oh, the widely no. publicised because it was like in all the newspapers. He yeah. resisted arrest, um, and he uh, it kind of like made the public think he was this. Nightmarish monster like that was brute, yeah. bulletproof. He was paroled after he served six months. He wasn't allowed to box again until nineteen during nineteen fifty seven. Shit. Oh right, that's quite a yeah, that's, that's a quite big gap. Yeah, that's a, that's, and that's a pretty like harsh penalty. Isn't um, it? Mm, that basically means you're not allowed to earn money for that amount. So he kept being taken in overnight by the police, Ugh. and there was a thinly veiled threat on his life. Apparently, so he left for. Philadelphia. Hey, flip, 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 flip. Philadelphia. <laughs> um, in 1958, he went back to boxing and he won eight fights that year, six by knockout. He went with a new manager called Pep. Pep. Pep yeah. Baroni. Pep Moroni. Oh, Baroni. Pep Baroni. Pep Baroni. Pep Baroni feels like a guy who's wear, who wears that ridiculous suit from my cousin Vinny, that the, the fucking orange, orange suit. Orange it, he looks like an elevator operator. That's what he, he looks like. His name's Pepperoni, and he wears a suit with printed with pizza slices. Well, <laughs> do, yeah. Do a you fucking think... novelty suit. Yeah. Uh, no, oh the tie. Yeah, the tie is the the pizza. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how like there's some people who are like, yeah, I got the Pac-Man suit. Pepperoni. Yeah. Um, do you think this guy was um, 100% legit? Yeah. I feel like he was on the straight and narrow. He was a pizza He feels man. like a pretty... Do you reckon? Yeah, I do. Nah, he was a frontman for mobsters Frankie Carbo oh. and Frank Blinky Palermo. Blinky Palermo? No, oh, he's the worst. <laughs> Frankie Carbo yeah. was an Italian-American New York mafia 
uh, guy in the Lucchesi crime family. That's oh, a big. He's in Goodfellas, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, they've come up yeah. before because they op- he operated as a gunman with Murder Inc. Oh shit! Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> and, uh, I think when we were doing um, um, uh, what's his chops and Hollywood Bugsy Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Blinky Palermo. He basically he was the boxing ma- mafia guy, organized crime figure who surreptitiously on prize fighters and fixed fights. Oh, he was wow. best known for fixing the Jake Lamotta Billy Fox fight in nineteen. Oh, oh shit! Which so made just... which made Jake Lamotta cry. Remember? Oh, yeah. He's like. <laughs> anyway, so Pep Baroni was Liston's manager, but he was also a frontman for Blinky Palermo. He had a great. So Liston had a great 1959 again in the ring. Mm. And it was sort of like on the up and up. He became the number one contender in 1960. The heavyweight champion of the world at the time was Floyd Patterson, and he refused to give Liston a shot at the title because of Liston's links to organised crime. Right. You, I, I didn't even know you could do that. As you'd be like, no, nope, not fighting them. Yeah. yeah. Boxing is sort of like it. It happens when it happens, doesn't it? It's not yeah. like it's not like it's not like scheduled. Like, yeah, yeah, seasonal. It's, not like, yeah, yeah, that's it's right. not like the Premiership. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's why there are sort of like exhibition fights as of course, well. Yeah. So, but, well, I think like there's still a bit of mystery in that, like when was he born and whatever. But the actual yeah. mystery we're getting to, I yeah. feel like we'll we'll do it chronologically rather than just. Yeah. Ahead. So he so he um, wasn't allowed to fight uh, the, 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 the the Floyd. I forgot Floyd uh, Floyd Patterson wouldn't like, uh, no. wouldn't wouldn't give him a shot at the title because yeah. he'd been linked to organised crime before. Gotcha. Um, but Liston kind of was like, I'm going to get a shot at that title. So he kept training for it at the same yeah. time as continuing his criminal behaviour. Yeah. Listen to what Floyd Patterson is saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, he continued it only because he was with Pep and yeah. those guys. So then he, so. Had, he had two more arrests in Pep's nine. Pep and the guys. Pep and the boys. <laughs> yeah, um, that's definitely a fucking, uh, like, what, what is, what's that, like, Frankie Valley kind of music? Like, that, that would, Pep oh, and the boys yeah, feels like yeah. a kind of Frankie Valley type. Four seasons. Yeah, like that kind of outfit. <laughs> but just four guys with the blue suits, just like, it's Pep and the boys. <laughs> he got arrested twice more while mm-hmm. he was hoping for a shot at this title and Floyd Patterson was like I'm not going to fight you if you're linked to organised crime and he was like mm. okay got arrested twice um, um, once for disorderly conduct and resisting arrest and another for impersonating a police officer oh uh, in my head he just took his cap like Homer did in the Simpsons uh, and was like look at me I'm a police officer because he still got the gun from the yeah. last one yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, spinning it around his yeah, yeah. Um, Does this look familiar? So the, um, the Pennsylvania Athletic Commission suspended him on July the 14th, 1961. Oh, and that suspension was honoured in every other state. Oh, oh shit, okay. So you couldn't just, you couldn't just yeah, judge yeah. Uh, So what's weird about this and mm-hmm. hypocritical is that Floyd Patterson's own manager, Cuz D'Amato. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's got God. an auntie suit, it's just yeah. covered in tomatoes, but they've got a, 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 you know, a circle with a line through it. Yeah, it is. He associated with um, racketeers as well, and okay. he'd had his own manager's license revoked by the New York State Athletic Commission two years before. Right. So, what's a hypocrite? Yes. Let, let Liston fight you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, civil leaders didn't want um, the fight to happen either because they were worried that his unsavoury character would set a bad example for the youth. Of course. Uh, okay. Um, Patterson was urged not to let Liston fight him, fearing that a Liston victory would hurt the civil rights movement. Now, was ah. this the time, and probably not, but was this was Muhammad Ali kind of in the fray here as well at the almost. same time? Almost. Okay, so this was. Because I was thinking, like, if this years. was happening. It was, it was a couple of years before. Oh, okay. okay. If it was happening currently, that would be an interesting yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, So, uh, a lot of African Americans did not care for Liston because he was oh. giving them a bad name. Right. right. When, you think about how, when you think about how sort of like precarious race relations were at the time, yeah. Well, yeah. as they still are, but like back then, mm. they didn't need a public figure uh, who black was, guy yeah. to be 
very publicly associated with crime. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he was asked by a young white reporter, this is Liston, mm. why aren't you fighting for freedom in the South? And he just deadpanned, I ain't got no dog-proof ass. Ooh. He's very cool. He's, uh, I love, I'll tell you what I really liked about that is that we're talking uh, about Am I going to quote you on that? Can I quote you on that? We're, talk, we're, we're talking about this really sassy, sassy boxer guy from yeah. the 1960s who was like, why aren't you fighting for freedom in the South? I'm assuming just a little... Little, little choke, spit take on his sangria. <laughs> <laughs> How far we've come, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, feels, it feels good, moving I'm telling you guys, it feels very good. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. In 1963, in the aftermath of the, um, the, you know, the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing, when the, oh, white, when yeah. the white supremacists did Yeah, it. yeah. Which Liz- I think was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Masood, I what do you think? I said, yeah, Masood's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, hey, Masood's like, hey, no need to be against it on my account. Then, uh, like, no, I thought uh, it was bad. And then Masood got up and walked out the room. Anyway, after that happened, Liston broke off a European boxing exhibition tour to return home and was quoted as saying he was ashamed to be in America. Oh, wow. wow. Do you want to know who else weighed in on this decision for oh, Patterson God. not to fight Liston? Who? Then President JFK. Bloody hell, oh. what was his? What was he saying? He didn't want Patterson to fight him either. Oh. When Patterson met with the president in January 1962, Kennedy suggested that Patterson avoid him, citing Justice Department concerns over his ties to organised crime. Uh, we believe he's tied to organised crime. Aren't you tied to organised crime? I don't have anything to say about that. <laughs> I like that Rat Pack TV movie where Ray Liotta plays Frank Sinatra and he like builds a wing on his house for Kennedy to come stay in and then Kennedy says he doesn't want to come stay there because of Sinatra's links to organised crime and there's just a bit where Ray Liotta goes fucking Kennedy <laughs> <laughs> in my head Ray Liotta as Frank Sinatra is building the house in a full suit and tie and hat 
<laughs> like Billy, you want to you want to put the the soundbite of him saying "Fucking Kennedys" <laughs> like as an echo and ever so slightly over Al Pacino and the Irishman <laughs> <laughs> when, yes. Bob, when Bobby Kennedy. Well, yeah. Yes, yes. Kennedy. Yeah. I'm gonna watch that TV movie again. Um, it's got a bit where um, Sammy Davis Jr. He's it's Don Cheadle, he's so good. Mm. He's going to sing at a casino and there's a load of like white supremacists protesting against him outside the hotel room. There's a really amazing bit where he imagines himself singing I've got you under my skin to the white protesters and he tap dances a, a, um, on a giant N-word. <laughs> it's really crazy, it's like a really crazy wow. image. And then in the end he just gets guns out and shoots like bang 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 and they all run away but then it's just in his imagination. What's the movie called? I've never It's just called The Rat Pack. The Rat Pack. It's a TV movie. It's really I mean crazy. it sounds insane it's and really, fantastic. It's a really crazy movie. I mean, He's brilliant. Be careful though Masu because there's a disclaimer at the front of it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's this, this, oh Joe Man. Joe Did you man see Kenner, um, so, um, from 1919 to 1926, the heavyweight champion of the world was a man named Jack Dempsey. Mm-hmm. He spoke, Sounds like a neighbour. Yeah, he... Uh, he's a neighbour, he's got a <laughs> I thought you meant neighbour from yeah. neighbours. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Like, Jack Dempsey. Hey, Jack Dempsey now, oh, number 33. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Jack, do you want to do something about that hedge? It's blocking out the light from my living room. I don't care, Alan. <laughs> Jack, the steady or pulls back in his gas. see... <laughs> <laughs> Leave it, Alan. He's a heavyweight champion. <laughs> Former. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jack himself that says it. Former. <laughs> <laughs> so he was the heavyweight champion for From 1919 to 1926, he yeah. weighed in on this as well. He was quoted as saying that Sonny Liston should not be allowed to fight because of his links to organised crime. Mm. And then Liston angrily responded yeah. by questioning whether Dempsey's failure to serve in World War One qualified him to moralise. Oh my god! Whoa. I love that Sonny Liston just like hits back. He's yeah. just, he is not afraid. Anyway, he was frustrated by this point, so he changed his management in 1961. He applied pressure through the media by remarking that Patterson, who had faced mostly white challenges since becoming champion, was drawing the colour line against his own race. Oh. So he was putting like pressure on him. Get this! Would you believe it? September 25th, 1962, Patterson finally signed to meet Liston for the World Title. Right. There we go. Yeah. Oh my god, it's huge. Leading up to the fight, Liston was an 8-5 betting favourite, mm-hmm. but many picked Patterson to win. Okay. And in an Associated Press poll, 64 of 102 reports picked Patterson. Uh, Sports Illustrated predicted a Patterson victory in 15 rounds, stating that um, Liston hadn't got the speed or the versatility of attack. Yeah. Okay. Uh, saying that he was a one-track fighter. Right. Muhammad Ali, at the time a rising contender named mm. Cassius Clay, mm. he predicted a knockout by Liston in the first five rounds. Yeah. Mm. So he was going against the tide. Right. And the fight turned out to be a mismatch because Liston had a 25-pound weight advantage. Oh, wow, that's, that's a Fuck. lot. Uh, that's like two stone. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he... That's uh, like, that's, it's, it's a suit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he's got an well, suit. Okay. So, uh, I don't know whether you know the results of this fight, but because it was building up and that, everyone was like, oh, he's going to win, he's going to win after 15 rounds, go the distance. And even Muhammad Ali, who went against the grain, was like, he's going to knock him out in five rounds. Liston knocked out Patterson after two minutes and six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That is brilliant. Over, um, over a guy beating a man to the ground. I'm like, yeah! That's one of my. So, my mum told me about when uh, I think it was uh, Mike Tyson did the same thing oh. in one of his matches. And my mum was like, everyone was so mad. <laughs> because, like, yeah. this was a big match that they were like, they were, you know, everyone sat there, they paid big money to yeah. sit in the front. And he just fucking pummels this dude in two minutes. And they're like, Crazy. that's it, it's the end of the match. And everyone's like, 
What? What? Yeah. Yeah. There's a guy going with like one bite of hot dog in his mouth, right? I was so hoping that Sonny Liston would do that. He's just like, oh, like it'll be five rounds. Right. That's <laughs> amazing. He's remortgaged his house for the ticket. So he's got, he's, he's got to go a hot dog. Back. Everyone's getting up to leave, and he's like, where are you all, where are you all going? When everyone's gone, that guy sneaks down to the ring and he goes, and then Patterson does this, <laughs> and then he just really acts the fight himself. And then, then Liston was like, no, no, you didn't. Hey, buddy, get out of the ring, come on, we're closing up. I paid $70 for this. Hey, buddy, we need to clean the canvas. <laughs> and then just, you just hear that, that, oh, it's like, the lights all going off. And he's just standing there like, yeah, and just goes, yeah. I can go the distance. <laughs> <laughs> One spotlight. Hey, Jack, the study of fucking pool. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Masood's mom watching uh, the Tyson match and like remembering it years later. Yeah, and just being like... She's like, I paid for that. I paid to watch that Tyson match. We paid good money. <laughs> we went to our friend's place. We all paid for pay-per-view. Ah, ah, ah. That was the biggest waste of money. <laughs> yeah, so that was... An anti-climax or the best climax? I like, mean the best. Yeah. I mean the best. Like I love that they uh, <laughs> the match ended in about two minutes. It's probably yeah. It's my favorite outcome over like a really long one. People are like oh they're kind of evenly matched. Oh this could go like either way. Oh. Mm. or someone just pummels a dude. Um, <laughs> so there was some speculation mm. that Patterson had thrown the fight. Right. But uh, because his, of yeah. his previous ties to, to his old manager. Yeah, but there was a there was a writer for Sports Illustrated. Who, um, so uh, this Sports Illustrated writer, Rogan, uh, he uh, discounted speculation that Patterson from the fight. Um, right. Because he was saying, the genesis of all this wide-eyed theorising and downright baloney was the fact that many spectators failed to see the knockout blows. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah because everyone was biting their hot dogs. <laughs> thinking that match is going to last yeah. five rounds. Huge, I think they were drinking, weren't they? Uh, <laughs> two-gallon beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, he had a speech prepared for the crowd that people had told him would be waiting for him at the Philadelphia airport, but there was no one there. No. Oh. Uh, oh, that sucks. I hate that. And he was really deflated. Because at the end of the day, he served his time and then yeah. some. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this was still in a time when um, a lot of the journalists were white. Yes. Uh, and Shocking. so they would describe... I think they still are. And they would describe <laughs> black athletes with like... You know, he wouldn't. they wouldn't say just an athlete. Yeah. 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 Like and they'd say things about his exotic background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a rematch clause in the contract. Oh, Patterson and Liston. Right. And Patterson wanted a chance to redeem himself, so they met again. In July 1963, right, uh, and Patterson by this time was the underdog. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes, everyone's money yeah. been knocked down. Yeah, in two minutes. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, He's then, there with like a yeah. bump that like goes. Um, oh so, yeah, like a really. So this one, place. this match lasted longer than the two minutes and six seconds. Yeah. This match lasted two minutes and ten seconds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's Patterson's like, I'm getting better. <laughs> <I> get, <laughs> if I could just. Yeah. Do, but this is a, so you're saying there's an improvement. This is insane. Mm. Liston won again, obviously. He won yeah. the rematch yeah. uh, in two minutes and ten seconds. He was booed. What? what? Oh, God. Uh, and then he said afterwards, the public is not with me, I know it, but they'll have to swing along until somebody comes to beat me. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm really liking Liston's attitude. And then, so he says, he says somebody, they'll have to wait until somebody comes to beat me. Q, February 25th, 1964. Muhammad Ali. Here we go. Yeah. This is it. Hey. This is the big one. Yeah.
Muhammad Ali was the underdog. Mm. Liston was favourite. Um, Oddmakers gave Liston seven to one to win, but Muhammad Ali countered. If you want to lose your hard-earned money, go ahead and bet on Sonny. Wow! Oh, that's the rhyme star, baby. Okay. Here we go. Poetry. Uh, but Liston was supremely confident of beating Ali. Mm. Didn't train. He didn't train for it. He must have been like, significantly it, older. He did like the bare minimum. Did he do that thing where he's like, yeah, I didn't even revise. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, showing up, standing outside, standing outside the fucking exam, smoking a cigarette. Yeah. What did you get? What did you get? What did you get on your trig test? Oh, I got sixty percent, but I didn't even revise. Sixty <laughs> percent is not great. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, but I didn't even revise. <laughs> so um, he's so so he he did the bare minimum of training, and he had an injury to his shoulder, but still went ahead. But he's like, it's okay. it's Muhammad Ali. He was this fucking guy. Yeah. I never heard of him. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it, it didn't really it didn't really work. Ali yeah. began to take control of the fight in the third round. Uh, this is when he was hungry, Ali was climbing the ranks. So yeah. He was, you know. And this is when he still cast his clay. Uh, yeah, at yeah. the time. During the fourth round, Liston appeared dominant again, and Muhammad Ali was a bit coasting, keeping his distance. Uh, one of the commentators was like, it's, lo- it's looking good for Liston. But then when Ali went back to the corner, he started complaining there was something burning in his eyes and he couldn't see. Mm. He didn't know what was going on. Oh, wow. Ali's trainer, Angelo Dundee, Recounted this. Oh, the crocodile Dundee family. Yeah, he, he, he recounted this 25 years later, saying uh, he said, "Cut the gloves off. I want to prove to the world this dirty work afoot." And I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Back up, baby. Come on now. This is for the title. This is the big apple. What are you doing? Sit down." I love how everyone talks like movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I get him down. So the title's for the big apple. Come on. <laughs> so I get him down. I get the sponge and I pour water in his eyes, trying to cleanse whatever's there. But before I did that, I put my pinky in his eye and I put it into my eye. It burned like hell. There was something oh. caustic in both eyes. Oh. <gasps> And there was a biographer, so Wilfred Sheed wrote in this book about Muhammad Ali, a portrait of words and photographs, that Muhammad Ali's protests about the eyes mm. were heard by ringside members who initially suspected that Dundee had blinded his own fighter and that the trainer deliberately wiped his own eyes with a corner sponge to demonstrate to Ali's approaching bodyguards that he had not intentionally blinded him. Oh, wow. Yeah, right, right. Uh, anyway, Ali was seconds from being disqualified. But then he held his arms high in surrender, demanded the fight to be stopped. Mm. And Dundee, fearing that the fight might indeed be halted, gave his charge a one-word order, run. And it was later theorised that a substance used on Liston's cuts may have caused the irritation. Okay. Um, so, it, it, yeah, like it just sort of transferred to So there's like a little, little mini-mystery within the mystery. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ali later said that in round five, he could only see a faint shadow of Liston. He could only see Fuck a blur. Um, I don't know if you've ever been in a, in a ring with somebody. It's terrifying. Um, I've done it. Are we about I've, to find out about Masood's boxing career? Very brief boxing career. Um, I, yeah, I've, I've sparred a handful of times with people, and it is terrifying. Wow. And the idea that you're just seeing shadows. Oh my god! Okay, so, yeah. this, yeah. so this this fight is a bit of a roller coaster because then you're like, oh my god, Muhammad Ali's blind. Yeah. Mm. Like, surely the fight is now. It's over. It, yeah. I can't see. By the sixth round. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. By the sixth round, his sight cleared, and he was. Fucking pissed off by this oh, point. I bet. So he fought a blistery, like a, such an aggressive round yeah. uh, in the sixth round that he managed to get a num- numerous combination punches. Yeah. Guess what happened then? Liston failed to answer the bell for the seventh round, so Ali was declared the winner by technical knockout. Oh shit! Oh. oh. What do you mean answer the bell? So when the he bell go goes, present. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. see. Sunny Liston. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, Liston said that he quit because of a shoulder injury. Right. Right. Uh, bearing in mind he did have that 
Oh, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. Wasn't he wasn't, yeah. But that was a, that could have gone either way that fight, and eventually it went to um, it went to Ali, yeah. mm. um, and despite Liston being injured and not training. Muhammad Ali said in 1975 that the first fight with Sonny Liston was the toughest of his career. Wow! I mean, that's mad. That, yeah, like he was taking it easy, yeah. and Muhammad Ali was fighting for his fucking life. Right? Uh, yeah. And then they had yeah, and also and Ali, was on, uh, Ali was on the way up. Yeah. And Sonny Liston was. Yeah. His plateau slightly way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. Um, either way, like Muhammad Ali was there. Yeah. <laughs> They had a rematch, and obviously Liston didn't take it for granted this time, and he trained really hard. Mm. Uh, Liston worked himself into the best shape of his career, but there were rumours of alcohol abuse. Um, um, he was beating up beer. Because <laughs> he was a boxer. Yeah. Uh, the ending of the fight remains one of the most controversial in boxing history. Yeah. Midway is... through the first round, Liston threw a left jab at Ali, uh, and Ali went over it with a fast right, knocking the foot, knocking Liston down. And Liston went on his back. He rolled over, got to his right knee, then fell back on his back again. And but many in attendance did it's not see. It's one of see. those of the famous they didn't, picture. Yeah. They didn't see Ali deliver the punch. Oh, oh. Okay. So the fight descended into chaos. Uh, and then the referee, who was a former heavyweight champion himself, had a hard time getting Ali to go to a neutral corner. And Ali initially oh. stood over his stood over his fallen opponent, gesturing and yelling, "Get up and fight, sucker! Nobody will believe this." <gasps> That's where the famous photo comes from. Must be. Whoa. And that photo is, like, they recreate that image basically in Raging Bull. Yes, that's it, yeah. yeah. uh, And also the fight ranks is one of the shortest heavyweight title belts in history. How long was it? Many in the small crowd had not even settled in their seats when the fight was Ah. Hot dog! The official time of stoppage was announced as one minute. My mum is like, fight for longer! Ah, I paid so much money for this! (laughs) Go the distance, please! (laughs) <laughs> this is it so Sonny Sonny's out of the game now he's, uh, he's been beaten yeah, is this so like the, maybe like the third yeah, so defeat Ali, of his career yes yeah, so Ali won yeah it's and crazy Ali won and technically in quicker time than he knocked down Floyd Patterson right so yeah um, so after basically you go and like Ali's reputation as the greatest mm. came from somewhere and part of the point on that graph was his defeat of Sonny Liston. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's definitely the yeah. first so, epic Sonny um, he was seen as such an unstoppable force yeah anyway that was kind of it. But now right. we're going to fast forward, okay? So he had married Geraldine Chambers in 1957. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'd had a daughter from a previous marriage, and then they didn't have a child of their own biologically, but they adopted a boy from Sweden. Oh. Okay. Liston did. Um, uh, his, bio- <laughs> his biographer claims that he did have several children, just none with his wife. Uh, I mean, uh, you know. And Geraldine, it, Geraldine yeah. remembered her husband as great with me, great with the kids, he was a gentle man. And even though he couldn't read or write, he was apparently a more complex and interesting individual than has often been acknowledged. It I, sounds like it. Yeah. Like, that's a strong will. I have never yeah. met, I've never, so uh, former light heavyweight champion Josie Torres said, I've never met an athlete in baseball, basketball or football who is smarter, more intelligent than Sonny Liston. Wow. Yeah, there's a really interesting, not mythology, but yeah, like thing that surrounds Sonny Liston. Like you just hear the name and you're like, mm. oh shit, yeah, people knew him. Well, I wonder yeah, you where I know the name yeah. from. Yeah. yeah, I wonder where I know it. Um, January the 5th, 1971, he was found dead by his wife, Geraldine, mm. in their Las Vegas home. She'd been away for two weeks. Oh, shit. And when she came back, she felt she uh, smelled a foul odour emanating from the main bedroom. When she went in, she saw him slumped up against the bed. A broken bench, broken foot bench was on the floor. 
So they read like um, it's a bit that high. Oh, oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And um, that's really bad for the podcast, but like it's about that like height. shin height. It's yeah. about to my uh, shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, they reckon that he'd been undressing for bed and maybe fallen over with such force that he'd broken the bench. Okay. So Geraldine, obviously, what would you do when you find your husband dead on the floor? You phone the police. She didn't. No. She called his lawyer and a doctor. Uh, no. But she did not notify the police until two to three hours later. Well, why would you, like? So I'm not gonna want them dead. The police. Well, yeah, like, like weird question. But is is she black? Because if if like if you're a black woman married to a black guy who's one of the best boxers in the world who's still constantly getting profiled by the cops, you might distrust the police a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> just just, it's a just a thought. So yeah, it um, might be that like, oh, they're the last people I'm going to call. There's, yeah. a, there's, there's a couple of other reasons why she might not call the police. Okay. Um, anyway, the She's been um, downloading movies. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> steal a car. <laughs> She's been tormenting. Um, the Las Vegas police concluded that there were no signs of foul play, and they declared his death a heroin overdose. Oh. It was common knowledge, said Sergeant Caputo, that Sonny was a heroin addict. Uh, the whole department knew about it, and the date of death listed on his death certificate is t- actually December the 30th, 1970, mm. which they've only estimated, judging by the amount of milk bottles and newspapers that are built up outside the building. <laughs> oh. that's, that's a very scientific cobble. Hey, wait a minute, Chief. What about the milk bottles? Hey, so it could have been. How much this milk is why. So, <laughs> so, like, nobody knew when he was born exactly. No one knows when he died exactly. Right? Yeah. Mm. Um, the toxicology report said the body was too decomposed for any tests to be conclusive. Oh, this sounds like bollocks. Yeah. Uh, it was heroin. Apparently, he, he'd been, no. he had been suffering from hardening of the heart muscle and lung disease before his death, apparently. Yeah. Apparently. Mm. Uh, Maybe he was the, a smoker. The, the coroner said that traces of heroin byproducts were found in his system, mm. but not in amounts large enough to have caused him to overdose. Right. And there was scar tissue from needle marks that was found in the bend of his elbow, yeah. but there was no drug paraphernalia around. So there yeah. was a puncture mark, mm. but there was nothing to cook the heroin. There was nothing yeah, to there was there was no, no needle. Oh. Yeah. Uh, there was no tourniquet. Oh, there was shit. oh yeah, it's a, yeah, nothing. Yeah. This sounds like absolute bullshit. Um, he was buried at the. Uh, he was buried in Nevada, and the grave's marker plate bears uh, two words: "Amen." Oh no! <gasps> it's a, it bears the dedication: "Amen." That's both the most. That's like the most pathetic thing, and also the grandest thing. Yeah. Right. He, amen. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I if I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely theorize as, as I, like you know, how we joke about how the government is so terrible at killing people. Mm-hmm. The mafia are pretty good at it. Oh my god. And I feel like yeah. this is definitely <laughs> they the get mafia. It they, should, yeah. they should run a course. <laughs> So if you gotta whack somebody, don't cut off their fucking hands and put it in the backseat of a car. It's very fucking confusing. If you're having trouble, call the wolf. <laughs> I'll be so, there in ten minutes. <laughs> so either thing, what, you want to know why you never caught me? Here's why. Here's why. Uh, <laughs> sure, you might. You you you're not a character. You have character. <laughs> well, I think if if it's if we're gonna go the way of, and I think he probably might have been. I'm leaning a little bit towards him being whacked only because. He pissed off a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, then he seems like thing. a bit of a big mouth as well. Yeah, I feel like he he might have known something. Mm. There are some things. 
So the reason that they might not have found any drug paraphernalia was because, and this might be why she didn't call the police immediately, it's not uncommon for family mm. members to go and tidy up. And clear it up, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, she, I mean, look, if, if it was known, she might have. But then there's also something else here, which is apparently, and this, if this is true, it kind of throws the police department into suspicion because loads of people insisted that he was so afraid of needles, yeah. he'd never be a heroin user. Okay. Um, so like... Uh, his, he, his doctor, his own doctor and dentist were like, there's nothing he feared more than a needle. Mm. Um, uh, he'd do anything to avoid taking shots. He didn't go on a tour abroad because he didn't he want to do it. Yeah. Oh. And um, oh. the month before he this died, me sad for him. the month before he died, he had a car accident. Somebody ran their car into him while he was making a left turn. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, he had whiplash, they took him to hospital. And then afterwards, apparently, his boxing trainer said, and he came up to me and said, look what they did. And he was pointing to get a little tiny bandage over oh, a needle. They gave me a shot. He was more angry about the they needle than the car accident. <laughs> right. Anyway, a couple of years later, he was still complaining. A couple of weeks later, he was still complaining about that needle mark. And the boxing trainer was like, "That's I'm convinced that was the needle mark they found in the... Oh, right. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, right. Some claim that he was murdered, much like yourself. Mm-hmm. And there are several theories as to why... Somebody believes uh, that he had been deeply involved because he didn't leave crime behind. No. So he was yeah. uh, involved as a bill collector for a loan sharking ring in Las Vegas. Mm. Uh, and he tried to muscle in for a bigger share. So they reckon that they got him drunk, took him home, and yeah, then okay. maybe stuck him with a needle. Right. Or um, whacked him with the, with the badge. The there's a, there's a, com- a professional gambler called Lem Banker. He insists that he was. Is that his birth name? (laughs) (laughs) He was. uh, He insists that Liston was murdered by drug dealers. You're right. Who would become involved? Apparently, he said, Sheriff Lamb told me, tell your pal Sonny to stay away from the West Side because we're going to bust the drug dealers. Where do you get off going over my fucking head? (laughs) I am the West Side. You motherfucker, you. Anyway, uh, apparently. The sheriff had also told Liston this to his face. Right. But he was at the dealer's house shortly before they got busted. And because of that, the drug dealers may have thought that Sonny Liston was the one that ratted on them. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And got him as a, a revenge killing. Theory number three is that the mob apparently promised Liston some money to throw the second Muhammad Ali fight. Ah, yes. Right. This but, is where I was going to leave. But they, but they never paid him. Yeah. And as the years passed and his financial situation got worse, he got angry and told the mob he'd go public unless they gave him the money. Mm. So they killed him. Mm. Uh, number four, Liston was supposed to take a dive when he fought Chuck Weppner six months earlier. Okay. okay. And killing him was payback for not doing that. Because they, they, they get pretty serious when people don't throw Yes. Because yeah. there's, there's so much money riding on it, you know, the, the yeah, whole thing is like, built around I'm it. I'm finished. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm so uh, some are obviously convinced that the police have covered up what happened. On January the 1st, his wife Geraldine called uh, Johnny Toko, who I think is the boxing trainer. Johnny said, Toko. And said that she hadn't heard... That's a good fellow's name. If she, I heard heard she hadn't heard from her husband in three days and she was worried. Yeah. And a few years before Toko died... He allegedly told his good friend that he'd gone to Liston's house and found the door locked and his car in the driveway. He'd called the police and they broke into the house. They said that the furniture was in disarray, but the house did not yet smell of death. They said that they found Sonny lying on his bed with a needle sticking out his arm and they left the house. Fuck. Uh, and a lot of officers knew that Sonny was dead before Geraldine even came home. But Jeez. they chose to look, leave him. Right. Okay. See, I think with the if if there's any one of those that I'd probably lean towards, it's the mob one. Like my mom would say about she's con- with, with like so you know when um, uh, 
Pablo Escobar, the football player, was shot mm-hmm. in the parking lot. He basically pissed off a mobster. Right. That's why they shot him. Because and she's like, you know, because like there was a lot of money riding on those games and and the mm. you know the the, the mob in the cartel in, in South America, yeah. you're betting a lot of money. And so I think that feels to me like it would make a lot of sense. Like, yeah, they were writing, they, they, they built an entire money-making scheme around who throws what fight. Yeah. And so when they lose a lot of money when Sonny Liston doesn't play ball, they're like, wow. well, we got a butt killer. But the only reason that doesn't hold water, though, is that that's so long after the fight. Yes. So it's How much longer, happen- though? Because the, the, reha- the, the rematch with Muhammad Ali was... 65 I want to say and then he died 64 and then uh, he died six years later it's 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 so it's a little too long like if you're gonna kill him you kill him probably within two years of the fight or something yeah just because like of all of the sorting out of all the money and who gets what Mm. you wouldn't you wouldn't wait six years it seems a bit weird like Mm. yeah that's that's something the government would do (laughs) (laughs) but they cut off his fucking hands and throw him in the in the in the in the bathtub Um, yeah so He's apparently shown up in a lot of things. That maybe, maybe this is where you've heard his name before. Mm. So, that's just me celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> that we 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 ticked off emergency services bingo by the way. Oh yeah, that was a fire truck. Ah, that's it. We've done all three. Oh, we've had one. we get recording at a, a pub and a roundabout. <laughs> so, um, in the greatest, which is a 1977 film about the life of boxer Muhammad Ali. Right. Mm. Do you know who plays Muhammad Ali in that? No. no. Muhammad Ali. Plays himself. Amazing. Oh, he also really? plays. He also plays himself in I a short-lived cartoon series. Oh yeah. In which yeah, his yeah. PR person plays himself as well, <laughs> <laughs> which is the oh, the first and only time a PR person has played himself in a cartoon. Oh, I, I don't think we can laugh too much about him going. I'm going to play myself in a cartoon. Yeah. And you're going to play yourself in a cartoon when what they would have done is exactly what we do. <laughs> Which is like, we're going to put a mic down and we're just going to dick about it. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The difference is, it's Muhammad Ali, so someone animated it. Yeah. <laughs> if someone wants to animate this, go ahead. Yeah, oh yes, please. Yeah, we are uh, open to that. If anyone would like to animate us <laughs> going, I am the greedy. <laughs> uh, I am the greedy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's something to do 16-bit animation. He appeared as a character. In this film, I'm the greatest. In the 2000, no, he appears as a character in the 2001 film, Ali, as well. Oh, with um, Will Smith. Will Smith, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember everyone was like, Will Smith looks so much like Muhammad Ali in that? He looked nothing he like looked nothing like Muhammad Ali. He looked like Will Smith playing yeah, Muhammad Ali. That's what he looked like. <laughs> um, no, a little snifter. Does anyone want Mr. Black? Oh, yes, please. Yeah, probably Mr. Black. Hand Blacks, over the Mr. Black. Hey! He's like the old days. He's like the old days. He's like the old days. We've had two drinks. Yeah. drinks. Yeah. yeah! Can you put a little bit in mind? He was also played by Ving Rhames in a 2008 film called Phantom yeah. Punch. Um, I thought Ving Rhames would definitely play Sonny Liston. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's what you saying. I mean, oh, sorry. Sonny yeah. Liston was uh, Sonny Liston was played by Ving uh, Rhames. hundred yeah, yeah, yeah. percent, he was played by Ving um, Rhames. He also crops up very briefly in the uh, the film Legend. You know where Tom Hardy plays mm. both characters. Oh yes. What? And so he comes over to the, to UK, the UK and he's like. Uh, well, no. Um, in the two. The, the, yeah. Sex. So in Legend, he's played by Mark Theodore in a scene where Reggie Cray poses for a picture. Oh, okay. Right. Oh. Uh, so first of all, thank you, John Robertson, for sending thank me that last week. Thank you, friend last of the show, John yeah. Robertson. That's incredible. Uh, That's I quite enjoyed. Should we get John on as a guest again? Again, yeah. I'd so love the first to, yeah, time. Yeah. I quite enjoyed finding that out in real time. It's so weird that he, he's not a footnote, but like he's known, no. but like yeah. still it's like he was like pound for pound an incredible boxer. I'm going to write Sonny Liston Scorsese, because I feel like The thing name. is, those four theories for why he was murdered yeah. are all 
theories. They're not really based. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Well, they, there's um, nothing that holds them together. And they are based on hearsay. And I mean, like, I don't think you can take the testimony of certain people years later because, mm. like, people forget things or remember things. Know, or they, or they exaggerate. Yeah. So, yeah. especially around someone like Sonny Liston, it's, yeah. it's a huge, you know. Oh, yeah. So you know, you are. There are people that are going to be like, well, of course, you know. I went into his house before his wife did, and he was yeah. already dead. Mm. Of course, you're going to say that. Yeah, it's the it's the playground equivalent of like you know, my dad actually made Sonic the Hedgehog three or whatever. <laughs> did I tell you about the digestive biscuits? Did your friends? Dad yeah, my work? friends. My oh, friend, he does the crisps. My, my, my friend's dad puts the crosses on the bottoms. <laughs> oh, of the that's biscuits. brilliant. It's that exactly. You know, a celebrity. Everything you say is going to yeah. be tainted with the with the digestive crisscross. Yeah, he's. I, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of. Because he's, he's a big person, people know him. There's a lot of exaggeration around who he is. Uh, you know what? Strangely enough, I think it's very, very also likely that he probably just fell over and whacked well, himself. He was a yeah. big dude. And, and also, boxing. That, that. boxing is so bad for you. Ah, oh, yeah, completely. Well, the, um, you know, your brain's going to get all kinds of crazy. Mm. And also the hardening of the heart muscles. Yeah. yeah. What if that was... Yeah, possibly possibly that's stuff, true. He falls over, cracks his, cracks his head on the footbench. That breaks because he's it's such a heavy man. And the, the needle mark is from when they took mm. the needle when he Absolutely. had the car crash. Well, that makes perfect sense. If he was that terrified of needles, no. The likelihood of him being a heroin addict. The other thing is, I don't know where... Being a heroin addict is like, you know, there's... Even to be a functioning heroin addict, you can't be a boxer and a heroin addict. I don't think... Yeah, and also, like, this is 1971. Um, And the police were saying a lot of stuff, because they were always at odds with him. So, like, the police department saying, we all knew he was a heroin addict. It's like, no, he's... Yeah, and being a heroin addict was seen as, like, the scummiest thing you could be. Uh, There was a film around this time with a young, unknown Al Pacino in it called Panic at Needle Park, which is about heroin addicts Mm. being treated like absolute scum by the law. Ah. So, yeah. Heroin has only been in that Sinatra film as well, hasn't it, in the 50s? The Ah. Man with the Golden Arm. Oh, right. right. Oh. So, yeah. So it was a bit of a sort of like, it was a ghost story heroin, wasn't it? Because they yeah. were like, we don't know where they were. Fun Frank Sinatra fact. He was in, I think he was in uh, the, so Joe Leland is the original name of John McClane from yeah. Die Hard. Ah, yes. Right. Yeah, he was in The Detective. He was in The Detective, which yeah. is the first quote-unquote John McClane, like Die Hard film. Right. Of the same writer. And then the second book. What's it? Uh, I forget what the, the second book is called, but that's the, the book well, that became Die Hard. Yeah, I always heard it, that Die Hard started off as a remake of The Detective. Yes. And, ah. then it, yeah. and then it became the second book. And then they like, oh, they went with the second book, which I read, and it is full of fairly problematic. <laughs> right. I, read, I, I see, I see. It's, uh, yeah, the, and right at the end, like, he blows his boss's brains out or something. It's fucking bizarre. It's a very strange But they were going to get Frank Sinatra originally to play Joe Leland again. Right. In Frank Sinatra Die Hard. Oh my god, that would have been... <laughs> 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 Singing witchcraft. Oh, you be kind. Um, thank you, John. Thank you, John, and thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris, for. I suppose I better end on a song. I will serve my time. <laughs> I will go the distance. <laughs> the uh, the Sunday Liston reprise, which is always my least favorite Disney 
uh, OST song. It's like, oh, you yeah. just done it, but it's a sad version. I think the Sunny Liston story is a weird subject for a Disney film, but it's still better than Black Cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank yes. you. Yeah, yeah enjoy Thank that. you, everybody. Nice Hope to be you. in the same room. Oh, what a Yeah, pleasure. we're going to go down the pub now and yeah. post some selfies, probably. So if you see those selfies, you'll be able to time when, uh, uh, when we, did we were recording. Uh, we if, you're, if you're not on the Patreon, get on the Patreon. Absolutely. Patreon.com slash mystery on the rocks. All good stuff comes from it. Yes, yeah. please. Yeah, new uh, content every day. Yeah, it's thanks to our patrons, people like you, Your Majesty. Thanks, yeah. Your Majesty. Yeah, thanks, Your Majesty. Uh, the, the son of uh, <laughs> Jermaine Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he had a son called Your Majesty. That's amazing. Uh, it's a, because of you that we can obviously keep you going. Uh, keep going. So thank you so thank much. You. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. 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 Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work.